at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello everybody, welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 154. Uh, as always, I am Greg and joined by Joe. Uh, Joe. Hello. And uh, we're pleased to have you back again uh, back again with us. Uh, this time this time around was my pick, so... Um, so... So one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is like there's a whole bunch of games in the system I never even heard of because the catalog is so big. <laughs> so uh, somebody on a Discord group I belong to mentioned 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 this mentioned this the uh, airplane game called uh, uh, like a lock on to me about a month ago. Saying it was like you know saying it was like you know like kind of like the um, pot wings with guns. Um, that's not the analogy I'd use for it, but <laughs> I was curious enough to check it out to check the game out. So we're covering. So, as this episode, we're looking at Lock On, which actually is a fairly interesting game, uh, as far as as far as its own gameplay and history goes. So, um, I know Joe never played this game before in the past either. So, um, because um, this game is described officially as being as being a flight sim, but I really don't think it's accurate because uh, while there are flight sim elements present in this. This is much more of an arcade game than a flight sim game. I'd probably say it's more like A20 as far as balance goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really, I'd, I'd say, and I mentioned this to Joe off camera, uh, off camera, yeah, I'd be okay, off the, uh, <laughs> uh, like off mic. Uh, we could record this. I, 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 <laughs> sure. I, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, I don't think it's like I really don't think anybody would care, but, um, <laughs> but anyway. I was saying to Joe earlier that really this is that, that really this game feels like the, that, 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 that this game feels like Super NES version of uh, like Afterburner, mm-hmm. uh, like how it plays. So um, you know I you know I you know I was a big fan of Afterburner as a kid. Uh, Joe, I've seen you play that game, right? Oh yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, so I like I know Joe is not a big Sim fan as far as the as as far as the, <laughs> as, as, far, as, as, far as, as far as the genres genres of games goes. So I was a little bit worried about suggesting this, but but said but. Um, yeah, but yeah, but as I just said, this is more this, uh, this is much more arcadey than it is like you know like Simi. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so like I said before, this game's this game is pretty obscure. So if you've not heard of it, like don't feel bad. Uh, it was not, from what I can tell, a huge a huge success because, well, I, well, I mean, flight games are kind of like a, a niche market anyway. So, um, <laughs> especially especially like one. Um, you know, especially for a system like Super NES, which is slower than the Genesis because of its processor, like, whatnot. So, um, but anyway, um, I did not realize this until I was actually doing research, research in the game, but this game is actually, uh, the middle game, uh, the middle game of, um, so this game is actually the middle game of a franchise. It actually was, like, three games all together in the series. So, uh, the very first game was called Air, uh, Air Diver. Uh, which was a uh, which was a Genesis slash Mega Drive game, 
Uh, and actually was, I, and actually was, I, I did not realize this, it was a, uh, one of the first two third-party releases for the system. Hmm. So, uh, it's a very early Genesis to Genesis game. So, um, so all three games in the series were developed by a company called uh, Kopya System. Uh, they are another one of those Japanese companies that's mostly more, um, that's mostly more known in Japan compared to the West because most of their games stayed in Japan. Um, so, if you've heard of them, like, don't feel bad. They were active, they were... I mean, they were active from 1990 until, like, 1996. Um, and like I said before, most of their games stayed in Japan, but there were a few other games of theirs that came over to the West. Probably, probably, the, probably the game they're best known for over here is Paladin's Quest, uh, for Super NES, which is kind of like an early, uh, RPG that's decent quality. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so all, uh, yeah, so, um, all three games are developed by Copia. In Japan, they were all published by a company called Asmic Ace uh, Entertainment. Um, Asmic uh, was a video game developer um, and a publisher at the time. Uh, nowadays, and nowadays in Japan, uh, they're mostly known for being like a movie company, um, uh, uh, as well as uh, uh, as well as also as well as, as well as also uh, uh, having the license to handle to handle foreign films in Japan. For example, they had the mm. license to release all DreamWorks stuff in Japan. For example. So, uh, but back then they also had a video game di uh, a division. There, um, so it's like so they published the games in Japan. There was a U.S. version uh, of the company uh, uh, for, for for a while, but for some reason, Asmic decided not to have them handle the handle the games for Western releases. Instead, the Western releases of the games were published by other companies. Hmm. Um, for, like for some reason, so a company called Seismic was the publisher for Air Diver, Air Diver, Air Diver, like Genesis, and like. Uh, Air Diver, Air Diver looks a lot like, a lot like, uh, first person, a first person perspective of Afterburner, but, um, I never played it before. The game, the game reviewed horribly, however, so, um, you know, did not get good reviews at all, like, when it first came out. So, I mean, early, early console game, I, I guess I can kind of see it, but, so, but anyways, yeah, so, um, so the sequel, uh, Super Air Diver, uh, 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 came out in Japan in 1993, uh, but for some reason, uh, they decided to change the name of the game for, like, for North American and European release and called it, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Lock On instead. So, uh, why the name change? I don't know for sure. I couldn't find anything definite about that. My two big guesses are, one, uh, maybe some kind of copyright restriction or, or, or trademark already being in use, uh, like for the... Like the name in North America, or two. Even though it came up for a different system, people, uh, the company may have been afraid about like soiling reputation of the game by calling it the the same thing as a game that did not do very well with Genesis. Mm. So I mean, I don't know about that theory because it's like back then people did, people did not usually have both systems because they were like more expensive uh, than today's systems if you factor in inflation. So. Like, I knew nobody who had, like, both systems back then. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I had Super NES. That was as much as it was. So, right. especially with the games on top of it. So, it's like, I really don't know how many people with Super NES would have been like, oh, this was the second game of Genesis. So, right. um, I really don't know how much that theory, that, th that theory flies. But, I mean, nowadays, of course, people, you know, many people have, like, all three systems. So, right. because, you know, as far as, as far as inflation goes or whatever, it, it's more affordable now than it was back then. But... Um, so anyway, for whatever reason they changed the name of it, um, Dick Togai, uh, handled uh, the publishing of the game, uh, in North America and Europe. We've covered Dick Togai before in the past in this podcast. They're best known, 
uh, for the um, uh, for the Google 13 series, uh, and also for uh, Clash Demon Head on the NES. Mm -hmm. So, um, so uh, and um, and there was a sequel to this game. The third game, the third game in the franchise was Super Air Diver 2, uh, which was um, uh, which came out in 1995. The game was planned for North American release as Lock-On 2. It was even advertised as such, uh, but for some reason, the game was canceled hmm. uh, before to be, before that happened. Again, why I don't know. Again, I have two theories. One being 1995, the Super NES was kind of getting long in the tooth, um, and the uh, two, the first game did not sell very well, uh, very very well in the West. So they may have decided that the translation and porting over costs may not have been worth it. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So uh, actually. So yeah, this is the middle game of a franchise. So, um, the game. So the game is a pretty typical, like, um, like you know, like third, uh, like third person, uh, uh, flying game. We have various missions, uh, uh, um, and targets to engage in. The plots are very, uh, so the plots are very basic. They're basic. Been there, done that. Uh, you know, like you know, like Middle East, Middle East, Middle East dictator with like advanced technology threatening the world. A plot. So. Um, we're just kind of like going up against against uh, um, uh, uh, um, against those targets. The game, the, the game, the, the game differs a little bit, and it actually has a combination of like, like three different types of missions. You have air, you have like air to air missions, air to ground missions, special missions. So the air to air missions, you're doing dog fights against enemy fighters. Um, so we have a combination of either uh, of like missiles and guns you can use uh, to shoot to shoot them down. So. The, the air to ground target, you're, you're attacking ground based targets instead. Um, in special missions, there's two special missions we have to like catch up and catch up and shoot down ICBMs uh, like behind, uh, which can be very tricky. Um, you know these, uh, um, but um, so uh, the game tries to be it's, like the game tries to be fairly like fairly uh, realistic. Um, the fighters, uh, the uh, uh, the planes you can choose from and the planes you face up against are all like. Um, uh, uh, they're all like the, are all like real world gear, uh, a real world hardware. There's only like the, um, you know, it, it, it's not like the very last mission of the game where it actually gets like fictional, like fictional hardware. But uh, most of the game is all like you know like real plays. So, um, for the uh, like for the air-to-air -air missions, you have two different types of planes to pick from, which is nice because there actually is difference. There actually is difference between the, the planes and how they handle. Um, you either can play, they can use the F-14 Tomcat. Uh, which is a basic, uh, um, uh, which kind of the standard plane. It's the uh, plane. It's kind of easier, easier to handle, easier to use. Uh, Tomcat. The Tomcat's best known for being Top Gun, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. That's where most people like are gonna like recognize yep. it from. Uh, I thought for a long time that Leader One from GoBots, uh, which actually, uh, uh, which actually like, which, which actually like predated Transformers by a year, wasn't that 14 Tomcat? He was actually. Right. Um, I actually found out the other. Uh, uh, so I actually found out. The, I actually found out. Found out last year. I was wrong all. I was wrong all this time. <laughs> and he, uh, um, you know, he, you know, he, he's actually. Uh, so he's actually like an F-15 Eagle. So it's yeah. like, well, okay. I, I did not know. I, I did not realize that as a kid. So, but anyway. So, um, the other plan. So the other plan you pick from, which is a more like advanced, uh, advanced, uh, complicated, uh, complicated fighter, is the uh, Mitsubishi F-2, which is actually, um, which is actually. So which is actually, which is actually just a Japanese licensed Japanese a variant, a variant of the F-16 Falcon, which is still a plane heavy use these days, uh, by U.S. Uh, like U.S. and NATO forces. 
Um, it's faster, it's more nimble, it's also harder to handle, and then weaponry and weaponry is not and weaponry is it's like it's not as good. Um, you know, that said, uh, there is there is no there's no there's no difference between the planes and how the like how the handles the the handles uh, uh, that's a nice touch. Hmm. Um, because 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 of the, because of the faster speed, you're forced to use the F2 in those uh, like in those two uh, special missions. Um, so. And again, for the air-to-ground missions, you also have two, you also have two different planes to pick from. You have the um, uh, the, the regular the regular plane is the A10 like the, the is the A10 Thunderbolt two, affectionately known as the Warthog because it's a big <laughs> uh, a big ugly like ugly yeah. tough plane. <laughs> but uh, no, well I, well yeah I say that because like you know but literally these planes there were examples of planes uh, during the Gulf War. I came back to base with like huge chunks of them sh- shot out, destroyed, and everything. They still made it back to base. So mm. uh, these are these are very tough, a uh, uh, tough plates, um, and very uh, and very deadly against ground targets because their combination of like n- napalms and, and bombs and the the Vulcan cannons that they have are powerful enough to are are powerful enough to have the shells powerful enough to are powerful enough to sort of rip through tanks. Mm. So um, uh, so. Um, yeah, so the Thunderbolt 2 is like, you know, it's slow, it's clunky, but it's like very uh, devastating of a plane. Uh, the other plane you pick from is the, like, it's the, uh, the, uh, the British, uh, uh, Pembea Tornado, which is a NATO, um, uh, uh, a NATO-based, uh, ground, ground attack bomber. Uh, faster, more nimble, uh, weaponly, uh, the weaponly, weaponly, weaponly is not quite as good, but it's a little bit easier, uh, to, to like, to, like, to avoid dark damage and, uh, damage, like, uh, Playing this plane, hmm. so um, like I said before, uh, your opponents, I, I, your your opponents are all generic uh, MiG planes. The bosses you have at every stage are also are also are also based off like real planes. So uh, the only uh, the uh, uh, the only area that gets fictional is the very last stage of the game because um, uh, both the both the enemy plane you're trying to shoot down and the plane you're using to shoot them down with are fictional planes. Um, that's the only one area. Uh, but, but yeah, that's the one area of the game like where they like deviated from reality as far as <laughs> uh, as far as the game goes. So, um, so yeah, like I said before, there's a, the, uh, um, you know, there's a combination, there's a combination of uh, missions. Uh, there's all together. Uh, there's a uh, the game all together has like a, uh, uh, eight stages plus 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 two special stages, like like ten all together. So, um, but anyway, uh, now that so anyway, now that. Like now I've set up the groundwork, uh, the groundwork and everything like this game. Uh, Joe, what were your impressions like of this game, like good or bad? Uh, how'd you like it? I actually really enjoyed this game. Um, <clears throat> I, I I didn't expect to because, like you said, you you had explained it as uh, kind of like a uh, sim game, and as you know, we know and Greg touched upon, I am not a fan of uh, sim games. But uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised to find out how really arcadey this is. Um, in my playthrough, I don't think I ever ran out of ammunition, uh, whether it be missiles or um, you know bombs or whatever. Um, the planes all fly pretty much the same, but they, they do feel different. Um, it's kind of hard to explain without actually playing it. Um, Graphics are beautiful. Um, I was actually surprised at how uh, nice this game was. I did uh, take some time getting used to um, 
enjoying what I was looking at and playing the game. I crashed quite a few times into the uh, <laughs> the Mode 7 cities because I was like trying to maneuver the plane, you know, dogfighting and whatnot. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I was like, that's really cool. I wonder how close I can get to that before it becomes a pixelated mess and was like crashing into the city. So, uh, yeah, but overall, it's a very enjoyable game. Um, music, uh, I think it kind of fails a little bit. It's serviceable, but it's not anything great. And uh, to be fair, like... When I started playing it, obviously I listened to the in-game music because I wanted to uh, experience the game for what it was. And some of the sound effects are really annoying too, especially like uh, it, during the mission briefings and whatnot. But um, I immediately turned on like the Top Gun soundtrack <laughs> and just jammed out to this game. Um, flying, listening to Danger Zone, uh, they, they should have tried to license that, I'm telling you. <laughs> it just made this game so much better. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good game. I enjoyed it. And it's it was a, a surprise because, you know, like I said, I really didn't expect it to be uh, as good as it was. Yeah, I never played this game before either. I, I, mean, like, you know, I do enjoy Flight Sims like, quite a bit. Uh, but I also really like, enjoy the like, games like Afterburner like, and whatnot. And, and really, like, really, this game does feel like Afterburner uh, like, in many ways. Um, it's not quite as fast as Afterburner. Right. But I think that, you know, like, given the limitations of the processor, I think they did an animal job, uh, animal job uh, of working around it. The game does feel fast. I, I mean, you do have to have the, um, I, I mean, you have to, uh, well, you definitely have a sense of speed playing this. So, mm. um, so, 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 uh, so, so just to clarify one thing that you said, um, you, you can only crash on the ground on the air to ground mission. The air to air mission, right. you can't. Um, so, um, but, yeah, yeah, so, uh the, yeah, so the air to air missions is like uh uh is a uh, little bit easier I think than the air to ground missions I think um the overall difficulty of this game I think is like pretty good it's like you no know, I think the game does a pretty good job of amping up their difficulty gradually uh, throughout the course of the game uh the air to ground missions are a bit harder I think because of the fact that you have to kind of like you know try to try to decide how you want to approach the target um you know depending upon which plan you have how much damage you want to take in return like right. whatnot but. Um, air to air. The hardest thing about air to air is trying to, like, trying to, like, you know, to avoid enemy missiles. Mm. Uh, that takes, uh, that takes a bit to get, um, so I don't know about your experience, Joe. I'll ask you about your, uh, the, uh, the gameplay difficulty in, in a second, but, um, it takes a bit to figure out how to use flares correctly. You yeah. kind of want to, uh, you have to, uh, you have to watch the radar, wait for the missile to get close to you, and then, like, uh, on the same time, Push the button to eject the to, to push the button to eject the flare, and then also like you know like swerve hard. Yeah. Uh, and that usually and you know, that would do the trick. But mm -hmm. if you get the hang of it, that could be a bit uh, uh, difficult. So, um, it also it's also possible sometimes there, there's no timer per se in the, per se in this game, but you can run out of fuel uh, fuel if you, if, you, if you take too long. So, mm -hmm. uh, the game encourages you to the game encourages you to definitely be aggressive, attack with enemies as fast as possible because. Um, because you, because, you, uh, uh, because you can't advance the boss until you actually destroy X number of enemies, usually. Right. So, um, but, uh, yeah, am ammunition definitely, obviously, uh, 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 obviously they fudge this to help, you, to help you out, because the planes obviously cannot carry this much ammunition like in real life. <laughs> but, um, but you can also adjust, did you realize this, Joe, you, that you can adjust the payload, uh, before the mission? To take yes, in like more yes. like um so the, the like so yeah because you usually have 
the area missions, you, the air missions, you, you have the combo. You, you have a choice of either like short range missiles and long range missiles. Mm -hmm. So depending upon your play style, you definitely can. Um, you, uh, uh, you can just the payload, the, the payload bounds of that, which is a nice touch. So, yeah. um, but uh, yeah. So, what do you think about the overall, the overall controls, the controls difficulty setting? I felt the the game's fair. I I didn't feel like uh, I was, you know. When I crashed or got blown up or whatever, it was my fault. Um, mainly because, as you were talking about with the whole flare system, I did not understand the whole flare system, nor did I try to understand it. So I, <laughs> I took the approach of, oh, I got, you know, missile lock is on me and I'm going to try to, you know, barrel roll or, you know, try to, you know, do evasive maneuvers to avoid it. And uh, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And that's kind of what I expected, to be honest. Um, but overall, like, I felt the controls were tight, um, I didn't feel like, uh, you know what I mean, like, some flight games like this, um, prime example would be, like, Afterburner, since that's a very good comparison, um, there's, like, an Afterburner, like, if you push over to the left or right, even just the slightest little bit, like, you're doing a hard turn or you're bearing off really tight, um, where this game, like, I felt like if I... Just slightly tap left or right like it would move accordingly and if I wanted to you know try to pull like a big Yui or whatever you could hold left or hold right and it would do what you wanted it to do right yeah that's a good point so I mean like I said you know it's pretty good I was surprised with you know how arcadey it was but other than that like I was pleasantly pleased with this so how far did you get in the game? Uh, let's see. I did. What? I think I. I think I finally got tired of dying on the third mission, which I know this okay. isn't a very long game. I think like the longest gameplay I saw was like an hour long, and mm -hmm. I yeah. probably should have stuck with it. But again, you know, a lot of stuff going on. I just <laughs> didn't dedicate that much time to this. Fortunately. Hmm. But, okay. Yep. That's fair. Um, yeah. So I think, so, you know, I got pretty far on the game. I think the difficulty of the game is like pretty good. Like all the whole way through all the way up, you, uh, all the way up to the very last mission. As I mentioned before, the last mission has you, last mission has, uh, um, it has the, you know, has the, you know, has the, it has the, it has the mad guy, uh, the dictator mm. trying to escape like in a, uh, like in a fictional, um, a fictional, um, you know, a fictional, uh, uh, um, um, uh, um, a fictional uh, MIG aircraft, and, you, and, you, and you're using a prototype of another fictional, fictional plane to bring them down. And just the the the, 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 the stage, the, the stage, the stage, the stage is just a one-on-one -on -one dogfight. Hmm. But he's very, very difficult to damage, very difficult to bring down. He does a lot of damage to return. Definitely, there's a huge difficulty spike there at that last stage. Yeah, which kind of seems uh, uh like unfair, but uh. Most of the game up to that point though is pretty balanced. Um, so uh, there is no there is there is no there is no password system like in this game. Um, you can't just how many continues continues that you have. Uh, the default is three. You can give yourself a maximum of five. That um, you know, and then like one difficulty level. So mm. giving yourself extra yeah, so giving yourself extra continues is really the best you can do to make this game easier on uh, like yourself. So um, but you can, but as a reward for um, you know, but if you can, uh, but if you complete the special mission successfully, you can, uh, 
uh, you do give me the one or two uh, extra lives, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so I think, so yeah, so like max lives, uh, max lives, max, uh, uh, max continues. I think most people could probably get to the last stage without too much uh, trial and error. So, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, you, you touched on it a bit earlier, uh, 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 a, bit earlier a bit earlier before Joe, but uh, the graphics I want to sing out here uh, like for a bit. Mm. Um, they're really good. I, I mean, they're really impressive. I mean, like, you know, like this game makes heavy use of mode seven and like, you know, the mode seven for a play where uses there, you ever use it. Like it's very impressive. So, yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, nowadays, of course, it's easy to be jaded because the graphics are so much better, but it's like, you know, we look at it today and you're like, well, the ground's, the, the ground's all flat. It has no texture. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 because yeah, because you, to be sure, you're supposed to be flying over city, but the, the, the city, but the city, but the um, you know, but it's a fake city. It's, you know, the boats have no height. Right. So, I mean, nowadays it's easy to look at it, to look at it, nitpick it. But, but again, like the technology at the time, this is like very impressive. So, mm. I mean, like for a game that came out, in, okay, it came out, it came out '93. Um, if I'd seen this game back then, I, I would have been like very like impressed by it because uh, the graphics are very handsome and smooth. So right. Especially. Especially with the especially with the the barrel rolls you can do every now and then, um, uh, we actually like pulls you full loops. So you can see the ground mm-hmm. uh, on you. Very nice touch. So um, you know, I could see somebody getting. Um, I actually, 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 actually could see. I actually like see somebody, um, you know, getting a bit motion sick. But but but, but uh, I like this game. Yeah. Because, because those because those because those controls. So. Um, yeah, and it, it, yeah, and the game plays pretty well, too. There's no slowdown, there's, there's slowdown, there's slowdown, but there's no tiering. Um, you know, the, the uh, uh, um, you know, the game handles, they have, the game, ha- the game handles fine, mm-hmm. so, um, they actually, they actually get around it, I think, by actually, like, you know, preloading all the stuff, uh, like, into RAM first, uh, I'm sorry, uh, like, into ROM first before, uh, before the stage. They hide that with a countdown timer, so it's like you know. It's, it, it, but it, it seems strange for Carter to have to for Carter to have to have for Carter to like to have low time, but yeah. some games did because of how much because of how much stuff they're trying to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game's a good example of that. So yeah, you have a countdown timer you have to wait for, but the event, um, you know, but the uh, uh, but the advantage of that is once it's all loaded into ROM, you, you get that like smooth like like smooth like uh, like smooth senseless uh, a sense of flying experience. So, but uh, yeah, very nice graphics. Very, uh, graphics, very nice detailed. Uh, the plane combat, the, the plane combat, and then plane animation play look good. Um, so, um, yeah, the graphics. Yeah, graphics are very nice. Graphics are definitely like a high point in this game. So, uh, yeah, and definitely, um, definitely afterburner ish as far as um, um, uh, like. Um, as far as how it looked too. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you mentioned the music, uh, music earlier. Um, so I actually, I kind of both agree with you and, and agree with you, like agree with you, like don't agree with you, like as far as soundtrack goes. <laughs> um, the soundtrack, the soundtrack of this game, I think is, um, I think it's good. I, I think, uh, um, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I think it's a very appropriate, fitting, like rock-based, like soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, I mean that the uh, uh, the fits in, you know, you know the fits in the, uh, fits in very well for like you know air combat. The main problem with it is that you're so busy shooting, shooting, flying, dodging, you, like you really don't have attention uh, to, 
Oh, uh, you really don't have a, ch you know, a chance to listen to it. Right, Because there's background noise. There's so much going on that you really don't have a chance to really focus on. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, if you listen to the soundtrack separately, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's a very, um, yeah, um, so I think it's a very good soundtrack. So, um, you know, but the problem is that it's not like some games, some games the soundtrack is you're able to enjoy it more because they enjoy it more, but because this game is so fast paced, I think it just mm -hmm. like, it, it, uh, it's very easy. It's very easy for it to blend to the background, uh, background, like you're not even really hear it, especially the sound effects. I right. agree the sound effects are a bit annoying, um, but because the sound effects kind of like, between the sound effects and the, and the gameplay, you really, um, they really don't have a chance to listen to the music at all. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, the game, the game's, the, the, yeah. Anyway, the game's pretty easy to pick up and play, like all the manual, like whatnot. Um, you know, it's not. Um, so, uh, like I said before, uh, this game really did not get too much attention when it came out. So probably most people out there are like have not like played it. So if you're a fan of, uh, um, uh, so you're a fan of shooting up games, or um, you. You know, if you're a fan like a flying games, by all means, by all means, check this out. So mm, absolutely, uh, because it, it, it definitely, did, um, um, I would, I, I would, I, so I wouldn't go so far as to call it a hidden gem, but it's definitely like a very pleasant surprise. So, yeah. uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's pretty unique on the system too. I think it's, I think that, uh, um, yeah, I think, I, uh, 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 before, I think, I think this is like one of the only flying games available, like, um, flying games, uh, flying games they be on the system. So, um, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's pretty unique too because of that perspective. So, mm. yeah. So by all means, if you enjoyed this kind of, um, you know, if you enjoyed this, enjoy this kind of game. By all means, check it out. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything else you want to touch on before we move on, Joe? No, but this is definitely, uh, you know, I would recommend this. Absolutely, people should definitely check it out and uh, play it. And I'm sure. We're about to get to uh, how accessible it is to people, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as you know, quote unquote, flight sims, flight arcade, whatever. Um, I really enjoyed this, and uh, you know, this is not my bag. So for uh, having some praise from me, that's that's pretty, uh, you know, a good mm. game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So there are some cheat codes in this game to make it a bit easier for you to want to. Ah, uh, oh, you could have shared that <laughs> with me. <laughs> it's also freely available, like, like freely available, like online. So, um, but um, so you're just saying I'm lazy. I gotcha. <laughs> so there's three codes available in this game. Uh, one of them gives you 99 missiles, uh, flares, and guns in case you need it. Um, <laughs> so uh, the second code gives you all weapons at max instead. If that's not good enough for you, um, or um, or there's also an invincibility uh, code as well to make you like mm. uh, like invulnerable to damage. So, um, you know, uh, uh, so like, like so all those codes are button pushes that you put, uh, button pushes that you use either on the title screen or when the game's actually playing. So, um, you know, so the game's not easy enough for you, you can use those codes to help you out, uh, like for sure. So, um, yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I, I think those first two codes are kind of worthless but the invincibility or the invincibility code um would actually come in handy right so uh, i mentioned this game had a sequel uh that came out in japan only i played that game for a little bit it's very very similar to this game uh a few differences uh the graphics are a bit better uh the missions are a bit different you only have two planes uh, two planes to pick from in that one instead uh the f-15 strike eagle like in the mirage 2000s um but uh 
yeah, so it's very similar. Um, you know, it's hard to say if that game's better or better or not compared to Lock On, but, you know, definitely, you know, it looks and plays a bit better for sure, but I think mm. it's just, uh, um, um, I think it's just, just a matter of personal preference. So, um... I like the fact so, that the, the HUD is on the bottom and not the top. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the one change I saw between the two that I liked. <laughs> personal, yeah, personal preference. I mean, like, you know, like, I really don't mind it being on the top, so... Right. But, um, yeah, so... You also, oh, I also, oh, I also forgot to mention, you also can invert the controls for this game you want to, because uh, <laughs> most flight games, most flight games up is down, down's up, um, mm -hmm. but you can change that to change that if you want to. So, you know, I never did, but it's there for an option if you, um, you know, but it's there for an option if you want to. So, um, reviews this game. Uh, not a lot of reviews for the game, but, uh, uh, the reviews of the game that I could find, whether they were contemporary or modern, are pretty consistent. The game, uh, the game gets like you know moderate high marks. Uh, mm. Pretty much, feel pretty much across the board. Um, most people, most people play this game like uh, they really like it. Uh, the game, like I said before, the game's not really a cult favorite, but the favorite. There definitely is a group of people who definitely enjoyed. Um, uh, a group of people who who definitely enjoyed this game. Like, um, you know. You, like, I think it's like a great game with the system. So it definitely has its like fans out there for it. Um, it's very ambitious. I don't think all the things that they tried to do in this game worked. That they worked as well as it could have. But um, you know, but what the game is, I think it's like very ambitious. I think the the sequel, the sequel, the sequel seems to be scaled back a little bit to make it a more like um, grounded game and not um, like not quite um. And, um, and not be quite so ambitious because I uh, ambitious because I, because we before I think some parts of this game do work better than other parts, but um, you know, like generally generally speaking, the game gets about like six to uh, a six to eight out of ten uh, mm. for the most part as far as the reviews go. So uh, you know, whether they were like you know contemporary reviews or modern reviews, that they're they're all like pretty like standard, uh, like standard, uh, a standard, a standard like across the board. But. Um, so, Joe mentioned accessibility earlier. Uh, obviously, this game's never gotten by re-release. Um, this game's not this game's not super common, but it's also um, uh, but it's also not very expensive either because the fact that it's not very like popular, um, or, uh, popular like well known. So, if you want the game, you can have it for like pretty good, a good price. Um, I think so. Um, I need I saw 14 copies of the game that like for sale. 25, 25 copies of the game is so so recently. Uh, again, a pretty good, uh, again, a pretty wild range of prices. Card anywhere, uh, s these prices include shipping, store, store prices. Card anywhere, card anywhere, store, uh, uh, store, recently anywhere, uh, uh, anywhere from like $10 to $40. Hmm. So, uh, CIB, about the same. Uh, a beat-up copy of the game, uh, CIB was about $15. Uh, uh um, a mint, uh, a mint complete, uh, copy of the game, so like $30. So... Um, you know, again, wide range of prices, and really, like, the, uh, and, really, and really, this is the, really, this is the, really, this is like the, the, um, I think because of the fact that the, the, the fact the game is kind of unpopular, this mm. is the, uh, uh, yeah, this, so this is one of those, so this is one of those rare cases where a CIB copy can only cost you like a few more bucks if you want to get one that way. So, uh, because usually, usually there's big difference in prices, but not for this game. So, right. um, but anyway, yeah, so. Definitely like a, um, so I wouldn't call it a hidden gem. I probably would say like definitely a very uh, underrated game, sure. So, um, 
if you like me or enjoy this kind of game and, and never heard of it, uh, um, definitely worth checking out because it's definitely a uh, game you can have some like fun. With. Yeah, absolutely. And they, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's also a pretty good example for how the system can stack up the Genesis as far as like you know, well, the graphics speed as well too. I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't think I have anything else to say about this game. Uh, I think that pretty much sums everything up. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, so, uh, I want to, I want to thank the anonymous person on Discord who made the suggestion for this game. I disagree about it. So I, 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 so I strongly disagree. So I strongly, I strongly disagree with like, this game being more like Power Wings, it's more like Afterburner, <laughs> but, um, you know, but, but having said that, Power Wings... You know, Power Wings is fun too, like for its own uh, merits. Power, yeah. You know, Power Wings is still like a, a fun game to play today, I think. So, um, you know, but yeah. But anyway, so uh, we thank you as always listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, suggestions, you can always leave, leave you can always contact us in the Facebook group or you can also send me an email if you want to. That email is the SNS podcast at yahoo.com. Um, you know, we are we are working to bring up some guest hosts as promised uh, for the episodes coming up. So stay tuned. Uh, those plans are in the works. Uh, a lot of people who've been in the podcast before in the past will be, like be joining us again. Um, Joe, how can somebody like reach you if they want to? Uh, best place to get me is on Twitter at j o e s u x three zero. Okay, so. Next episode, we're doing a special episode, uh, as promised. Uh, there were some, you know, I teased before there, there's, there, uh, there's, that there's, that there's some special episodes, like, in the works. Um, it's, uh, y- you can argue if this should be, a, um, a regular, a regular episode of the podcast, but I kind of think this is, uh, but, um, you know, but I kind of think that, uh, uh, but I kind of think that since Super NES does play pretty prominently, like, in the drama that happened, uh, that, the, uh, um, you know, that, uh, like, you know, we're okay in doing this. Um, so we're going to be doing a special, special episode. First time, first, first time, first time I've done anything, I've done, done anything like this before actually on the podcast. We're going to be doing, uh, a book review. So I know what you're saying. A book review of like a game podcast, what gives? So, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this is a very special book. So, um, recently, recently a book came out that I kickstarted, uh, several months ago, um, on Kickstarter, um, that covers the whole, um, uh, retro VGS slash uh, Coleco Chameleon uh, fiasco of several years ago, 2014, 2015. Um, so, um, so, uh, like, so, yeah, so, uh, I, so, I knew, so, so, so I was, like, so I knew about this, like, uh, like what was going on. I was definitely, um, I was definitely, I definitely very interested in it. So, uh, the book's called Smoke and Mirrors. Uh, it was written by one of the guys directly involved with the whole situation, uh, Mike, uh, Mike James. So, um, so I kickstarted the, so I, as, as I kickstarted the book, um, and so as part of the, and as part of the bundle, I got some extra copies of the copies of the book to give away. So I gave Joe a copy of the book and just, and suggested this might be fun to get, uh, fun to cover on, on the podcast. So, uh, we're going to, as we're going to review the book, uh, next episode, we're going to talk about... Um, you talk about the book in general. We're going to talk about our experiences uh, with the whole fiasco and people involved uh, back when it happened because I was directly, um, yeah, because I was directly involved with it, uh, like in some way. So, um, and, and, and just basically have kind of like, you know, a, a different episode. So, like I said before, it's a little bit of a stretch. 
But Super NES does play pretty prominently, like in the whole history of it, so um, I think we're okay, like, in covering it, so. <laughs> um, and Joe's still in the process of reading it. Uh, he promised to have it done by, uh, on two weeks, so. Um, it's not a very long book, it's about 650 pages, so. Currently only available, uh, 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 it's currently like only available in digital format, a paperback, a paperback version of the book is coming, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah. I should be fun. So I took so like so like so like so like so like my style I took uh my style I took um my style I told you the book like in three days because I really enjoyed enjoyed reading it. So and anybody else also interested? Um somebody else who's also pretty heavily involved in the situation back then. Um I'll give you know Willie uh who does a whole bunch of podcasts and also does a great YouTube channel. Uh, he also he also he also uh, did a video a couple weeks ago uh, like a review of the like review about, about the book and his thoughts about it. So if you like, so want some other perspective perspective on it, you definitely could, um, uh, I I I definitely could check that out as well too. So, but uh, anyway, so uh, so look forward to that next time. Um, thank you again everybody for listening to the podcast as always, and uh, you know uh, take care. Hope to find you good health and uh, stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market, but no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.